I'm Andy Otto, up next on Thought Press. Pakistan has world focus now, as they try and clean up from a devastating earthquake that killed tens of thousands. We predict this will be our biggest response since the Asia tsunami, and we fear that at least 40,000 people are dead. We'll look at it from a variety of different angles. The slow response, the numbers dead and homeless, the hospitals destroyed. There are few medical facilities available for the thousands injured and few places to go for the millions homeless. The recent natural disasters has created a new category in the world, environmental refugees. We'll look at that. All this and the hurricanes have got people not just worrying about gas prices, but heating their homes this winter. What will it cost you this winter? Probably more than you think. Also, Steve Jobs has done it again. And so, the iPod lineup changes once more. We'll give you the details. All this brought together next on Thought Press. I'm Andy Otto. On your commute, on demand, whenever you want. This is Thought Press, where we bring things together for you, open your world and your ears to something new. This particular program is brought to you in MP3 form as we try some things out. If you listen to the enhanced version, can you send us a brief email? We want to know if it makes, uh, if you make use of the chapters or bookmarks, or if you listen to it in iTunes. Email thoughtpress at gmail.com. Our voice line is also open for your thoughts 24 hours a day. Just call 206-33-THINK, and your thoughts may be heard on this podcast. That number is 206-338-4465. We begin with coverage of the Pakistani earthquake on the 8th. 23,000 have been confirmed dead in the 7.6 magnitude earthquake, and there have been delays in response. President Musharraf says the quake was much bigger than the government could handle. An estimated 2.5 million people are now homeless, and that death toll of 23,000 is expected to rise. He said the delay in providing relief was mainly due to the fact that roads were blocked and the administration in the affected area itself was among the victims. We have been given a lot of donations. We have been assisted in the relief and rescue operations, and several medical teams and field hospitals have been established by various countries of the international community. May I also say that the Indian Prime Minister was very kind to ring me up and offer all possible assistance. Pakistan received $350 million from the international community. Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice visited Islamabad and said Pakistan is a key U.S. ally in the war against terror and that more assistance is on the way. The United States will uh, want to support, uh, along with the international community, the people of Pakistan as they try to rebuild. And I just want the people of Pakistan to know that our thoughts are with you, that we will be with you in your hour of need, and uh, that we will be with you not just today, but also tomorrow. Meanwhile, the UN has launched a $272 million appeal to help the aid operation in the south of Asia. The appeal is for immediate life-saving and early recovery activities for a period of six months. The United Nations says long-term recovery will cost billions of dollars and will have to wait until the emergency needs are addressed. They do say, however, more than 80% of buildings and structures in Pakistan have been destroyed. The World Health Organization says about 1,000 hospitals have been destroyed. Fadila Shaib is a spokesperson from the WHO, and she says health experts are on the way. For example, 17 national surgical team, uh, 80 people, have been sent to the most affected uh, district. 
These teams consist of surgeons, orthopedic surgeons, anesthetics and operating uh, theater technicians. The World Food Program is taking a lead role in coordinating the effort. WFP spokesman Simon Plews says the agency has just flown in more than 90 tons of high-energy biscuits to the area from its warehouse in Italy. That's enough to feed 240,000. These biscuits are, of course, very essential during the first days of this, uh, of this incredible crisis because people have, or many people have, lost all their food stocks under their collapsed buildings and they lost also their stoves. They are not able to cook, so they need ready-to-eat food very rapidly. Finally, the Red Cross is also helping. We predict this will be our biggest response since the Asia tsunami, and we fear that at least 40,000 people are dead. Hospitals are overwhelmed by the flood of patients. Dr. Tariq Mufti is the chief surgeon at the Ayub Medical Center in Abbottabad. He says, quote, We cannot take any more patients. We have told all the other agencies that we cannot take any more. The message is to the government and non-governmental agencies, we cannot cope any more, and you can see we cannot cope. The doctor says more than 4,000 patients were treated within the span of four days. With all these natural disasters, the tsunami, hurricanes, the latest devastating earthquake, well, it's forced the UN to create a new category of refugees. Roseanne Skirbel brings us more. By 2010, the world may need to cope with as many as 50 million people who have fled their homeland, not for political or economic reasons, but because the environment has been so badly altered that it cannot sustain life. A statement by the United Nations to mark UN Disaster Reduction Day highlights the need to recognize and extend support for this new category of refugee. More people are displaced by environmental disasters than by war, according to research by the Red Cross. That reality is borne out by this weekend's earthquake in Pakistan. The death toll from this once-in-a-century event has reached 23,000 and is rising, and it has left 2.5 million people in the region without shelter. Faiza Jamahamad, director of the relief organization Mercy Care, says support is urgently needed to supply basic human needs. People are expected after a crisis such as this to be on the move for about up to six weeks. This is the typical phenomenon that one sees in a catastrophe of this size. So we want to give water to people to drink, to, to limit the outbreak of waterborne illnesses. The widely publicized disaster has prompted an influx of aid from the global community, according to Janos Bogardi, director of the United Nations University Institute for Environment and Human Security. And if we can move swiftly in and give them a new help to a new start where they are, then they may stay in the area. But, for example, if you just take a volcano eruption, which is covering with, with lava and, and ashes fertile lands, then you are certainly have no choice but to relocate the people. And in this case, they became environmental refugees. Environmental-related migrations are most acute in sub-Saharan Africa, but they also affect millions of people in Asia and India. 
Meanwhile, the United States is witnessing increased pressure from victims of mismanaged and deteriorating soil and water conditions in Mexico and Latin America. The UN's Janos Bagardi says these refugees suffer from the impact of gradual environmental change, global warming, sea level rise, air and water pollution, and more intense storms, floods, and droughts that degrade the land. You lose uh, vegetational cover, you lose uh, soil fertility, and ultimately you may lose the soil as a physical texture itself. This is a slow process, but unfortunately a process which is very difficult to reverse once uh, ultimate uh, damage was done. So it's economically not sustainable. Janos Bagardi says the United Nations University Institute for Environment and Human Security is calling on the global community to recognize the plight of environmental refugees and to work together to lessen the impact of environmental disaster. I'm Roseanne Skirbel. You've been impacted by high gas prices and told to conserve. In fact, you may have found yourself driving less or paying more attention to your driving habits. The national average in the U.S. is about $2.85 a gallon now. But come this winter, you may encounter a new problem. Analysts say that homes heated with natural gas can expect to pay 48% more this winter. Carolyn Weaver reports on our energy handling. Following the hurricanes on the U.S. Gulf Coast, Nearly 70% of natural gas output and 86% of oil production remain shut down. And as gasoline and natural gas prices soar, the Bush administration called for the first time on Americans to conserve. We can encourage employees to carpool or use mass transit. and We can shift peak electricity used to off-peak hours. High prices had already led some people to drive less. Rob Love's Land Rover sits idle many days now. Instead, Mr. Love uses his own energy to commute to work on a bicycle. I think $3 was the limit. I, you know, I was still buying gas at $2.90, $2.95. And I think 3 bucks and then $3.18, you know, you, you start to look at your alternatives and you go, well, wait a minute. When he does use his car, he makes sure that his grocery shopping and other errands can be done in one trip. If I get back, oh, you know, I need that other thing, well, I'll do that next week. Catherine Voth has stopped taking her daughter to school in the family minivan. They walk the one and a half kilometers instead. I'm saving about $55 a month, and the higher gas prices go, the more money I save. Americans are also reconsidering their car choices. Sales of gas-guzzling sport utility vehicles and trucks fell sharply in September. Meanwhile, higher heating oil and natural gas bills are leading some Americans to look at old-fashioned options. Wood stove retailers say business is booming. We've, we've sold, uh, sold through so many orders of stoves that right now in the country, these manufacturers can't keep up with the demand. So, you know, they're telling us it's going to be months out before we can even get product. I've already told the children to plan on sweatshirts, plan on slippers, <laughs> and we'll be using our fireplace a little bit more and trying to close off rooms that are 
not used. At least for this coming winter, using less is the one surefire way to save on costs. That was Carolyn Weaver reporting. How are you going to handle the winter costs? You could get a wood stove, or you could just wear a lot more. We want to know what you think of the high cost of energy. Email us. It's thoughtpress at gmail dot com. Well, let's shift gears a bit here. Recently, Apple Computer came out with the iPod Nano. Some complained of scratches, but nonetheless, it flew, and people were taken by its size. But hold on, the iPod Nano you just bought for two hundred bucks is now obsolete. And forget the clunky iPod; it's now the grandfather of the new fifth-generation's iPod. At least that's where I think where the count is now. Take a peek at Apple.com, and that's where you'll find the new thinner standard iPod. It's got a color screen like the rest of them. It can show photos, and it comes in thirty and sixty gigabytes. But it can now play video. For a buck ninety-nine at the iTunes Music Store, you can now download your favorite music video or favorite TV show, even a whole season, and then watch it in full color and glory on your iPod. These new iPods start at two ninety-nine and are less than half an inch thick, point four three to be exact. One hundred and fifty hours of video. Gosh, I feel so outdated now. I remember when my clunky iPod photo was the latest and greatest. The blogs have got people talking, and some are downright mad that they just bought an iPod Nano, and now that's outdated. Oh, and there's now an iTunes Six. If you would like to watch the latest iPod commercial from Apple, just navigate to our site, thoughtpress.blogspot.com, and check this podcast posting. One more thing. If you use Griffin's iTrip to broadcast your iPod music to your car radio, not to worry. You can pre-order a brand new iTrip with dock connector that will work on the new video iPods. For that link, you can also head to our site. I'm Andy Otto, and you've just been listening to Thought Press. You may follow up with links or stories mentioned on this program through our website, thoughtpress.blogspot.com. If you have suggestions or comments you would like to be heard on Thought Press, call us at two zero six three three think or email thoughtpress at gmail dot com. Our number again is two zero six three three eight forty four sixty five. Our audio is hosted by Archive dot org and select content is provided by Voice of America. Don't forget to visit our website, thoughtpress.blogspot.com. Thanks.